Sports talk with a little bit of an edge. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Jugan tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Yep, there's a hard T at the end of it. Way to go. Matthew tweets, soft T. No T at the end. Robert says, you're a hillbilly loser. Oh. And Braden tweets, well, you guys had a hell of a run. It was nice while it lasted. I'll miss all of you, hashtag hard T. <laughs> As for the guy who called me a hillbilly, let's play a little game. Called, give me a call at 412-922-2874. Because I guarantee you that ye of 200 Twitter followers doesn't know how to string two syllables together. I guarantee you that if you talked to me on the air, you'd be quaking in your boots. You probably can't even argue with your wife because you're scared. Your life is a disaster. And I'm a highly successful radio host. Ratings are up 700%. I'm hitting ratings bonuses left and right. And if I get fired from here, I'll just go to San Diego and make more money. <laughs> You're under contract. Oh. I can't go to San Diego, really? Well, I mean, I know they want you, but like, you can't just leave. <laughs> you need to, is that what's going on here? Are you trying to drop hard tees so they just let you go so San Diego can pick you up? First off, it was a soft tee. <laughs> and second of all... Maybe it wouldn't work out so poorly. 73 and sunny there today. Nice Not work. that I looked. You're taking the crew with you, right? Taking Tom. What do you mean? At least I was before he forgot to dump during that interview. Oh, you're leaving me here? Sorry, man. Messed up. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but call me up, tough guy. 412-922-2874. Robert Love is his name. More like... Robert Hate. Nailed it. He's got 49 followers. <laughs> Give me a call, man. <laughs> Let's go. You know the number. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 27. Getting a little triggered here, Crowley. <laughs> no, that guy was triggered. <laughs> no, I do love that, though. I love that. You stink at your job, radio man. You're on AM radio, radio man. Yeah, well, you probably make minimum wage cleaning lint out of your fat easy. wife's. No, easy, Come on, easy. we already what had a slip up earlier the show. We don't need another Calm one. Calm down, pull back. Look, we're already getting texts and people walking in the door during break. And yeah, we're not allowed to play that audio anymore. Oops. Oh, well. Penguins fans are embarrassing. Embarrassing. They hyper-analyze everything, and this lack of context nationally on sports radio, and really even locally, it just makes Penguins fans look like idiots because they try to stir the pot. Sports radio is digging for content. You have to criticize. If in doubt, call them out. That is the mantra across the street. That's the mantra with Madden. If in doubt, call them out. What are we going to talk about as it relates to the Penguins today? Well, they lost to Detroit. we got to blow it out of proportion. That's the conversation they have in their show meetings. In our show meetings, it's, hey, Crowley, try not to drop the S-word. We have fun, and we also don't need to harp on a meaningless Penguins loss to create content. The Penguins did not play well last night. They didn't. 
They lost to the Red Wings. The Red Wings stink. Last night, the Penguins were worse than the Red Wings. Whatever. The Penguins are bored. The real season starts on April 12th. They're not going to say so much. They're not going to admit it. They're not going to say, yeah, we're just playing out the string. But they're playing out the string. They won the Stanley Cup in back-to-back seasons. They know what it takes to win when the stakes are at their highest. But that doesn't stop fans from freaking out. Hell, it hasn't stopped the media like Richie Walsh from tweeting out doomsday scenarios. I'm Richie, and I think the Penguins are going to miss the playoffs. No, they're not. You want to know how I know that? They haven't missed the playoffs once in the Sidney Crosby era. After his first year. Spoiler alert, they will make the playoffs. And while we're at it, just to correct you here, the Penguins are up four points, yes, on eighth place, but they're up seven points from the playoff cut line. They fine. They'll be there. Ian Cole is the greatest defenseman of all time. I know that. Uh, get out of my Twitter mentions with it. I know. He's Jesus. He's Jesus on skates. He's the greatest defenseman we've ever seen play this game. Move aside. Chris Letang. Move aside. Paul Coffey. See you later. Ian Cole's the best. Penguins don't have a chance without him. Nick Case, who is on the periphery of Pittsburgh media, he tweeted out that he thinks that the loss of Cole is bigger than what the Penguins could gain by bringing in Daniel Broussard, and that's just wrong, in my opinion. Wrong. Again, let me remind you that the Penguins won the Cup last year without their best defenseman, Chris Letang. The guy who was going to play 25, 30 minutes a night, they won the Cup without him. They'll survive without Ian Cole. As much as you all think differently, Ian Cole, good player, but he's just a guy. Need I remind you also that the Penguins went 4-2-2, and or 4-4-2, and pardon me, down the stretch last year. That team wound up winning the Stanley Cup. That happened. I was there. I saw it. Are they playing well right now? No. Do they need to manage the puck better? Yes. Without a doubt. But I'll let the track record speak for itself. Mike Sullivan knows how to push all the right buttons. He's 8-0 in playoff series as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you want to freak out about the Penguins' struggles right now, be my guest. But you're wasting your time. You're stressing yourself out. You're probably hurting your heart. If you're going to hurt your heart, pick up smoking. It's a tremendously fun habit. Wake me up when the playoffs start. Because I ain't going to lose a wink of sleep prior to then. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know what my philosophy is in the playoffs as well. Maybe you're not going to like listening to my show in the playoffs. Ratings say otherwise, but maybe you won't. Because I'm a realist. I like to look at things in the broader context. I don't need to analyze every single second of minutia to get the game. Sometimes you have to look at past experiences, and you have to have faith in what people have done. Track records matter. When the playoffs roll around, the Penguins might lose a game, and I'm not going to act like the sky's falling. They might lose three games. Guess what? They're allowed to. Two years ago when the Penguins were playing the Washington Capitals in that series, Media in this town, fans in this town chirping, oh, the Penguins haven't gotten a lot from Crosby. They haven't gotten a lot from Malkin. The stars aren't shining. What's happening? They're not getting enough. And I said, you know what? You might be right, but you also might not be. Because to this point, they're up three games to two in the series without Crosby and Malkin having showed up. And what happened? 
Penguins won the series. Meaning what? Meaning that Crosby and Malkin did enough to win said series. Be patient. Breathe. Enjoy sports. That's what it's about. Sports are about making you forget all the awful stuff going on in your life. Like the dude who was tweeting at me saying I'm a hillbilly. That guy, he's got a miserable life. Terrible existence. Right? If you're the guy who needs to go after the radio host, you've got a terrible existence. At least in my opinion. And that is what matters around here. Unless Jamel calls back up from yesterday. That guy's opinion matters too. If your existence is that bad anyhow, and you need sports to change your life and make you feel better about the fact that your life does suck, then why would you get bent out of shape when things don't go right? You've got enough of that going on already. Allow sports to pull you from the doldrums. Don't let sports create more doldrums for you. Go with the flow, man. Don't freak out until the Penguins lose a playoff series. Because guess what? They might not. A couple of years ago, I used to do the Penguins reports overnight. Didn't get paid for them either. What happened there? And the Penguins fell to down three games to two against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final. I'm driving over here from Mount Lebanon. You know where all the hillbillies live. And I'm listening to the radio and the post-game wrap-up. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we might never see Sidney Crosby and crew win another one. Like If they don't win this series, when they got this close to getting back again, they might not win another one. You just don't know. And I took a couple deep breaths, and I realized there's no reason to fret about that until it doesn't happen. The Penguins then won two straight games. I was there at the paint can. It was Console Energy Center at that point for when the Penguins won in Game 7. And the rest is history. They won the Stanley Cup. Don't let it stress you out until it has to stress you out. And if you're one of the people who freaks out about sports like I do, freak out at the appropriate times. When West Virginia gets eliminated from the tournament, I get upset. When one of my sports teams gets eliminated from the playoffs, the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, I get upset. But I don't freak out about the little things until the little things snowball into creating a bigger problem. And maybe that's not the way you do it. Probably not. Not a lot of people have that view. But try it. Take some time off until the playoffs start. You've got until April 12th. Breathe. Enjoy watching Crosby play. Enjoy watching Malkin play. And think about what they could possibly do in the playoffs. But stressing yourself out about the fact that they didn't play well in a game that they didn't give a rat's bleep about isn't something that would be on my agenda. Am I allowed to give the number now, Tom? Nope. Brian, no number? Nope. Do it too much. It's time for the five-minute major. It's time to get fucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. This is the five-minute major with Adam Crowley. Okay. For those of you who want me to break down some minutia, I can do that too. It's not like the Penguins didn't play well last night, or didn't play poorly last night. They did play poorly. And it's okay to break it down without throwing yourself off the Clemente Bridge. Jake Gensel lost Darren Helm in the defensive zone, which caused the Penguins to give up the fourth goal. That was ball game, and it was bad. 
It happens far too often. It's happening a lot recently with Gensel. It's happening a lot recently with Kessel. They're losing guys in the defensive zone, and Kessel had been really good at that throughout the year. In the first period, Cronwall was left alone in the slot. That kind of thing's been happening far too often for the Penguins of late. And one of the reasons why I think comes from this Chris Letang quote. He said, quote, lack of urgency, period. There was no response from our team, and that's a problem. The Penguins, in the last two summers and springs, have always had a response. They had a response this season when they weren't a playoff team prior to the calendar flipping in 2018. The reason they didn't have a response is because they don't care right now. And you don't want to hear that. They get paid to play hockey for 82 games. But sometimes you're going to have a night where you don't give a rip. And the Penguins didn't give a rip last night. And I'm not going to excuse them for that. But I'm not going to pretend like I haven't been there. Hell, the show that I did before I was off for the first two days of March Madness, I mailed that shiz in, man. I probably got to be careful there. I mailed it in. It happened. We've all been there. The last day before a long weekend. Maybe you're hung over a day. We're all human. We do it. The Penguins did it too. They won't do it in the playoffs. Fact. You want to know why? Because they haven't done it the last two years in the playoffs. I'd freak out if there was a lack of focus, if there was no response from the team when the calendar flips to April. It's still March. We'll see if it comes down to that. The Penguins are going to be, from a talent perspective, a better team than almost everyone they play in the postseason. They just need to act like they don't know it. Because when the Penguins are engaged and play with energy and desperation, they'll be more than fine. They look like your team is playing out the string. They look bored. They look like they don't care. Whatever. They'll turn it up. The Penguins were charged with 20 giveaways. A lot of that is from just playing lax. That's a bleep ton. It's been a trend of late. They'll clean it up. Because video review is something that you can utilize for that. Effort is an issue there. They're smart hockey players. They've won a lot of games. They'll get better. Sid the Kid continues to be hot. He scored the game's first goal just 38 seconds in. He almost had, slash probably should have had a second goal. It stinks when you know the puck crosses the line, but you can't actually see it on the overhead. Matt Murray made some solid stops with the glove in this one. I actually think he played well, but the defensive breakdowns were too much for him to overcome. Not his fault, though. Again, 924 save percentage in the playoffs two years ago, 937 save percentage in the playoffs last year. Matt Murray's not going to be the reason you don't win a playoff series. He'll be the reason why you steal some games. Coming up next, my man, Vince Cominal, point of Pittsburgh. He actually thinks the Penguins are in trouble. Find out why next. We've reached it, the point where Tuesdays can only get better with more of America's favorite boneless wings. So here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we invented boneless Tuesdays. When you buy an order of boneless wings and get a second order free, that's twice the wings and twice the sauces. Every basket counts, and on Tuesdays, every basket of boneless wings counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Taxi gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. How pissed was he, really? Pretty bad. He was mad? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I tried to explain it away, but it did not go well. 4129222. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic.
Vince Commonal from the point of Pittsburgh going to be joining us in a few moments here to talk about the Penguins and their steep decline and their fade from all relevance. <laughs> First, though, if you check out our ESPN PGH Facebook page, there's a story that was posted there. The Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team is under fire after they sang the N-word in a song, and it got filmed and put out online. And we've got some comments there. One from Chris, only an issue because a bunch of white girls sing it. Now, if they were black girls, we wouldn't have never known. Double standard. If you don't like it or you're offended, go after the artist. Hey, Chris, after hundreds of years of discrimination and slavery, maybe you can let them determine when they want to be offended or not, dude. It's not your place to tell them that they can't be offended. It's just not. Get out of your glass bubble, man. Get out of your world. You are so spectacularly a product of white privilege that you don't even know it. You are so blissfully freaking ignorant. When this guy wakes up every morning and he is offended by the fact that people are offended by that... When instead, women are waking up every single day and are actually offended by that word? That is the height of white privilege. Get the hell out of here, Chris. And Joe says, under fire for singing a song, this world has gone to total pit. Again, man, let them be offended by what they want to be offended by. Hundreds of years of persecution and current Racism is something they're allowed to be offended about. You don't have to be offended because they're offended. You're the real snowflake. You're the one who's really triggered. God, I want the Steelers to sign Kaepernick as Ben Roethlisberger's replacement so uh, bad. For, for for sports radio, it's absolutely going to be gold. Uh, I, I will feel bad for humanity. But for us and what we do, I mean, content out the wazoo just because of all jackpoles like Chris will pop out of the woodwork. I just, you know what, really, I want him to get signed by somebody because I am more than comfortable carrying that flag. In fact, I am more than comfortable holding the flag and kneeling down at the same time. You know what, too? Like, rich white kids playing lacrosse, and as a lacrosse player, I can say this, like, rich white kids playing lacrosse, enough said. From Virginia! Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Come on. Speaking of rich white people, hockey, Vince Cominal, the communist, joins me now on the Crowley Show from the point of Pittsburgh. What's up, my man? Uh, not too much. Uh, hard to follow up that act. Uh, uh, and I would, I would say hard T. You think it was a hard T? Ah, darn it. Thank you, Chris. Thank if you, If this was Vince. a basketball game, you would have been teed up. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get fired today. So this will be your last appearance on the Crowley Show, and... Thank you for making said appearance. Vince, I think reasonable people can discern the fact that the Penguins aren't playing good hockey right now from the fact that maybe they'll turn it around. A lot of people on Twitter last night were jammed. You were not one of them, but you were one of the people who was rightfully pointing out that the Penguins do have some things to work on. I think there is a place to meet in the middle. We do so here. What do you think is their biggest issue right now? Uh, I would say defense. I think that uh, the defense just needs to uh, step it up a little bit. And also, I think the defense needs a little bit more help from the forwards. Um, you know, just looking at it, if, uh, you know, and I tweeted this last night, an optimist would have said, hey, we're, the Penguins are 6-2-2 two two going into the game last night. However, if you look for, closer at those numbers, 
they've only won four games in regulation in their last 15. And you know, as well as I do in the playoffs, there are no loser points. There's a winner and a loser. So they've been racking up a lot of points in uh, shootouts and overtime, but that doesn't happen in the playoffs. So uh, definitely a lot of things to work on and that for sure the defense. And I think one of the main problems we've seen with the defense is they're just letting guys stand around in front of the net. I mean, there's there's no pushback at all from uh, just you know guys like Latang, Dumoulin. There's guys just posted up in front. I think it was the second Red Wings goal last night. Um, the Red Wings players just standing in front of the net, Terrible. freely freely allowed to tip the puck right in between uh, the legs of Matt Murray and Dumoulin, and uh, I think it was Schulter just standing there going, "Oh, I thought you had him. No, I thought you had him." So. Uh, definitely some things to tighten up on the, um, I don't think they're going to completely miss the playoffs, but if they're not careful, they could end up in a wild card spot. And, uh, that's not a place they want to be. No, it is not a place where they want to be Vince, because that could mean playing Tampa Bay in round one. And as far as I'm concerned, if you don't turn things around prior to playing Tampa Bay, it's as good as not making the playoffs. And really you don't want to navigate the Atlantic. Wow. That sounds far more badass than it actually is navigating the Atlantic but you don't want to have to navigate that side of the playoff bracket if you can help it let's focus on some of these particulars though because I think you hit on a lot of really good stuff there the defense core is allowing players to sit in the middle of the blue paint and that can't continue to happen I don't however think it's just because of the loss of Ian Cole no I mean you know, Ian Cole was playing very well for the Penguins, yeah. and I think that he has still not had a minus game for the Blue Jackets, which is a pretty fascinating stat. But he's not Bobby Orr, he's not Paul Coffey, he's not any, you know, pick a great defenseman from a hat. He's, he's not that. He's their sixth defenseman. I think that, uh, you know, if the Penguins were able to win the Stanley Cup last year without Chris Letang, who plays 25, 30 minutes a night, they could certainly win a Stanley Cup with out Ian Cole. I mean, you know, Jamie Alexiak has come in and been great. Ole Modest had the best season of his career. Uh, Brian Dumoulin is as steady as they come back there. But as a group, as a, you know, a defensive core, they just, they just need to tighten things up. And as I said, I think the forwards are not doing as good a job either coming back to help out. And, uh, you know, we've seen the Penguins play poorly down the stretch uh, just last season and then go on to win the Stanley Cup. So, like I said, I'm not overly overly concerned, but they definitely need to tighten some things up in these last uh, six games before heading into the playoffs. Vince Common will point at Pittsburgh joining me here on the Crowley Show. No, you're 100% right. They've got things to clean up. I just think that they will clean it up. That's all I'm trying to tell people. Uh, don't jump off a bridge. Have faith that Mike Sullivan's going to make the changes necessary. Uh, as for the forwards not coming back to help out, I think that's a great point, and that's been a big issue. We're seeing the defensemen... Uh, from the other team, the the last player coming in, the trailer, scores so many goals over this last handful of games. And early in the season, I thought Jake Gensel was really hard on the puck. Uh, I thought Phil Kessel looked as good as he's ever looked uh, in the regular season being hard on the puck. And it now seems like both of them, at least those are the guys I've noticed, are really sleeping at times. Yeah, there was a goal last night uh, with Kessel and Cherry on the ice where... Derek Broussard uh, kind of gave both of them a look like, uh, you got to help me out here, guys. Um, yeah, I think Kessel has regressed uh, pretty badly in that area. I think that we were all shocked at his attention to de- detail and defense at the beginning of the season, he, and he's regressed a lot. 
Um, I think having uh, Zach Aston Reese back in the lineup will help. He could play on the penalty kill, and I think that he is a really good two-way player, kind of kind of along the lines of uh, Patrick Hornquist mm-hmm. or you know Chris Kunitz, the way he used to play here. Um, I think before long you're going to see uh, Aston Reese move up to either the third line where he would be a really good fit with uh, Castle and Broussard or, or back up with Sid, even though I know Sid, he just does not like playing with guys who don't have speed, despite the fact that we see Hornquist constantly produce on that line, and we saw Aston Reese score, I think, four goals in eight games playing up there with Sid. So, you know, maybe Sid uh, might have to uh, change his line of thinking a little bit. Vince Commonal joining me here on the Crowley Show, Point of Pittsburgh. Vince, the Penguins are limping their way in. I think you mentioned, and you did in fact mention, oh my God, Brian is mooning Tom in the other studio right now. That was disgusting. What the hell just, what, what is going on with you two? Is Tom doing it back? Okay, just, just do I'm show. just going to keep doing just the show. Do the show. That has never happened last, before. It's your last show anyway. Yeah, so. be professional, You know what, that's man. true, that's true. While you're going out, try to stay professional here. Might as yeah. well. Might as well use all the ammunition. Smoke them if you got them, right? Uh, you mentioned, Vince, that the Penguins uh, had gotten victories in overtime uh, and shootouts lately. I think that that's just a product of the talent. I really think that the wins that they have been getting lately are talent-driven and not focus. Uh, I don't think we're seeing attention to detail. They've kind of been lucky uh, from that standpoint. That's why I've got so much faith that they will have uh, a renowned sense of desperation when the playoffs come around yeah i mean we've like like i said we've seen them turn it on before in the playoffs and and get there and be just fine but like i said if they drop down to that wild card and they don't have home ice advantage and they have to start out on the road against you know say the capitals or even if worst case scenario against tampa bay it's not going to go well for them i mean we've seen what their road record is and it's it's not good. I think there are six games under 500 now on the road, which I think would be the worst road record in the Crosby era. Uh, you know, not good. Not what you're looking for going into the playoffs. And uh, I I tweeted jokingly last night. Oh, it's a, it's a good thing that they're not going to play non-playoff teams in the playoffs because they're not very good against them. They I think they they've lost uh, 14 games against non-playoff teams, including uh, getting swept by the Canucks and the Blackhawks. Uh, so I, yeah, they, they just need to tighten up and play a full 60-minute game. I, there was a game uh, Sunday night, I think it was three weeks ago, against Dallas, where they played a great game, a, a complete 60-minute great game. And, uh, you know, everybody was complimentary, saying, okay, they're here enough to get ready for the playoffs. And then they went out and they laid an egg against the Islanders. They just looked terrible against the Islanders. Then they played a great game, a, a pretty good game on Sunday. It was kind of like a playoff atmosphere against the Flyers, and then they come out and they lay an egg against the Red Wings. So it's the consistency that they need, they're need. they looking for. There's just no consistency there right now. They'll go out and play one game, it'll be great, and then the next game they'll lay an egg against the non-playoff team. So uh, they're running out of time. There's probably there's like six games left in the season, so I think the consistency is the main thing that they're going to be looking for heading down the stretch here. Same can be said about Matt Murray, but I have faith, again, that he will be able to turn things around. Prior to the concussion, was playing great. Two years ago in the playoffs, he had a 924 save percentage. Last year, 937 save percentage. This is a guy that I think they can count on. I'm not worried about his play. In fact, I thought he was better yesterday than he had been even against the Flyers when he stopped 41 shots. Yesterday, I just think he got left out to dry. Yeah, I mean, 
you look at some of those goals that they scored, like I said, guys standing wide alone in front of the net. Even when it was 4-1 to one last night, the Penguins let up a 2-0. on oh, And if it wasn't for the Red Wings completely flubbing that, they probably would have scored on that, too. Uh, just the, the defense has not been helping him at all. And I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this before with Matt Murray. He, he definitely struggles with his glove hand. Um, and I think other teams know that and they're, they're, they're shooting for his glove hand. So that's something that he's going to need to work on. But <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, find fault with a guy who's won two Stanley Cups in the last two years and he's never lost the playoff series in his career. So. And, you know, I know that Marc-Andre Fleury won some of those series, and he was great as well. But, uh, I, you know, I, I have all the faith in the world that Matt Murray is going to find his game and that uh, goaltending coach Mike Buckley is going to work on him with the issues he's having with his glove hand. But Penguins aren't going to win many games if the defense doesn't tighten up and Matt Murray's facing over 40 shots a game. That just can't happen once the playoffs start. Hard T. Hard T. Goodbye. All right. It's been real. Vince Commonal, the communist. From the point of Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're done. This is the last show. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't believe today's show is only halfway done. Brian just whipped out his butt. I don't even know what that was about. I said the S word earlier on in the program totally inadvertently. It's all over. It's circling the toilet bowl. And you know what? It's probably about time. Guys, can I take this moment right now to say that it's been a pleasure working with you. I like you guys. I've enjoyed every moment of it. But, you know, as with most things, you have to move on at some time. And if we have to go out like this, this is how we go out. But I love you, boys. I just like you as friends. Up next... The NFL is muddying the waters on headshots. It's going to be a mess, but I'm actually okay with it. It's a Crowley show. To prevent further complications, we have decided to drop all hard tees from the remainder of the program. It's a good move. I think it's the safest thing to do. Yeah, I mean, if... If, if you can't be trusted to handle a hard tee, you might as well just erase them from the landscape. Did you mean russet? That's exactly what I meant. You can't be russet to remove a hard... Damn it. It's, it's going to be tough. It's hard. It's going to be tough. Didn't you mean damn it? And I meant uff. Oh, maybe this is a terrible yeah. idea. Oh! Producer Om. Arable idea. Arable idea by me. Very arable. We'll get to some of Mike Omlin's comments coming up in a few moments. <laughs> about looking towards the future, if they could possibly draft Ben Roethlisberger's replacement. 412-922-2874. Weet me at... Uh, we me at... We me at... Underscore Adam Crowley. On... On... Where? where? Oh, you don't where? even... You can't even do it where? now. Where? Just, That's an impossible You word. need to punt. Okay, it's fourth down. You need to punt. Punt. The NFL is muddying the waters, waters, on headshots, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Eh, I did that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No. See, that's what got us in trouble in the first place. <laughs> we couldn't come up with an agreement first. on whether or not we had dropped the T or not. Enough, enough. You know what? We're not doing it because I've got takes here that I need eh. to get out. Aches. All right, you guys keep me on track. Tom, rack, rack. All right, no, no, no. Here's what we're gonna do. Offerman, please, instead of dinging when I say butt, ding whenever I've got the hard T. Well, there's a ding right there. 
Okay. Right there. Okay. Would I you just two talk. just stop it, please? It's really tough for him to cal- calculate. <laughs> oh, you can't do it. <laughs> I, I Sometimes you're doing a bit on the air, and then you realize that you dug a hole that's ooh deep for yourself. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did there. Is a TH a hard T? No, that's no. why I didn't ding it for that. Okay. okay. What'd you digging for then there? Yeah, you dinged. There was more hard T's. Hmm. Hmm. That was unfortunate. Uh, All right, guys. Seriously, would you let me get my takes out here? Go ahead, your show, man. At least for the next what hour and seventeen minutes. Coming up on an hour and sixteen now. The NFL is muddying the waters as it relates to headshots. I'm okay with it, though. I do think it's going to be an unmitigated disaster when they go to the replay, if they do wind up going to the replay, as it relates to lowering the head and going towards more of a college-type rule. you got to cut that out, too. I can't. I can't. I can't. Answer the phone. Please answer the phone. We've got a call coming in. Just answer the damn phone, Thomas. Thomas. All right, did we drop? Okay, you got to drop it. Let's drop the hard T rule. Like, I'm rattled. Okay, you got to be good though, man. You can't drop any bad hard T's. That's okay? true. All right, so just pull it back in. Let's reel it in. Let's let's refocus and and let's do this take. I'm gonna take this call here, and then we'll allow that to reset the show. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Hello, Hunter. What's up, Adam? How's it going? It's good, man. How you doing? I am hanging in there just, just getting off work. Um, so, so I think I know why, why Tom missed the drop on the, on the May possible hard tee. Uh, he was playing four nine. Um, you get the show, oh, Hunter. And a boy. Way to go, man. He was playing four nine. You know, it's, I, I hate, I hate it when my friends play because, um, they revert to 13 year old, um, boys that have never never seen a woman you know so it's i just wanted to let tom and brian know that that's that's what they're doing when they when they play during the show thanks for the call hunter (laughs) i don't know i can't argue with that i feel like a 13 year old boy has never seen a woman part yeah so we actually had the engineers block all the computers now so you guys can't play Fortnite anymore that's that's some serious crap too like the, the fact that like like people heard that and then like why are you guys playing video games at work that's what we do. It's a bit. Eat bleep pit. Uh, eat bleep pit once. Oh, jeez. Can you stop it? He wants the Steelers to draft Will Greer next year. I'd be all about that. But we'll get there then. That's. <laughs> I'm just going to smoke a cigarette. Dude, look, I mean, now you're smoking in studio. Tom's got to quit it. I got serious takes here about headshots. All right. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam. Do your take. It's not going to happen. It's all right. You can go. Go ahead. A little bit gun shy. Do your take. The NFL is trying to make the league safer. 
by trying to eliminate as many headshots as they possibly can. And they're having some troubles, I think, do with that. Doing that. I'm having trouble with this segment. Usually bad good is good as it relates to the Crowley show. I'm now rattled. Would it help if we played the music back and tried it? Tom, can you bring the start music Start the segment back? over yeah, again. Yeah, if you want to just start the segment, we can just do it without the nonsense. Get us some bumper music. How about here? that? Rooney II spoke today at the NFL owners' meetings. There's been a bunch of talk about the possible rule changes as it relates to headshots, and there really hasn't been an understanding of how it's going to go down just yet. Got some quotes here from Art Rooney II. The intent of the rules to prevent the helmet used as a weapon. It never was intended to be that way. We have to do what is necessary to make that correction and change the behavior, end quote. One of the things that's being rumored right now is any time a player lowers their helmet, that's going to be eligible for a 15-yard penalty. That's insane. It's not a terrible idea. You don't want people to get hurt. Ryan Shazier, in fact, got hurt because he lowered his helmet. You don't want that to happen to anybody. And it's wild to me that the two biggest changes you're going to get this offseason, as it relates to the rule books, are because of Steelers players. Jesse James now has a rule. Ryan Shazier might now have a rule. He's certainly part of it. There's no question about that in my mind. I don't mind trying to take headshots out of the game. I don't mind trying to protect players. I have a different take on that than a lot of people. Most people say, you signed up for football, so you know the risks. Not all these guys had the choice to sign up or not sign up. Antonio Brown was sleeping in his car. You get guys from the Miramar area, they're sleeping in their car. They're in the streets. They've got terrible home lives. The only way out isn't college, it's football. The only way to college is football. And then you excel, and then you go to the pros if you can. And that's not a choice, it's necessity. So I got sympathy for those dudes. And I want to see headshots get eliminated from the game as much as possible. The issue is, to me, going to be if they start instituting replay. If it's a 15-yard penalty anytime a dude leads with his helmet, fine. Throw the flag. It's going to be a mess the first year, but throw the flag, and eventually it'll start to get worked out. But if you make every single shot like that subject to an ejection, and if it's subject to an ejection, you then make it subject to review, these games are going to last forever. 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 Sandlot reference. And that's what I don't want to see happen. I think the NFL did a really good job with the new catch rule of making it far more understandable. A football move is still somewhat vague, but if a football move is you lunge forward or you juke to the side or you lift a knee in the air or you try to protect yourself, I think we can all come to terms with that. I think we all in our heads, even though it's vague, will have an idea of what a football move is when a football move 
happens. So there's not going to be as much time with replay spent on what is and isn't a catch this year. But if replay is instituted in a head-on collision circumstance, then you're trying to judge intent. That is going to get all kinds of messy. So you've replaced one messy rule, cleaned that up, and then opened up a whole new can of worms. Again, to be clear, I am totally fine with doing whatever you can to prevent these players from damaging each other's brains. All about it. But I don't necessarily know if replay helps that, and I don't think ejection helps that. 15-yard penalties every time it happens, that'll stop it, I think, in and of itself. Every time it happens, you throw the flag, that will stop it. You start tossing guys for inadvertent contact, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You can't prevent inadvertent contact. No matter how many guys you throw out, you can't prevent inadvertent contact. You can try to curb it, but I think you can curb it enough by throwing the 15-yard penalty. I do not want to see this go to replay. You don't want to be in the middle of a playoff game. Hell, you don't want to be in the middle of the Super Bowl, right? And a guy lays a tackle on a guy. you got to sit there for eight minutes watching the replay to determine whether or not the player had intent to hurt the other player. No, 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 no. That cannot happen. One rule gets changed for the better, and another rule gets changed and makes replay more of a disgrace. Your thoughts? 412-922-2874. That one's not been approved by all the owners yet. But if it were, your thoughts on that? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Andrew tweets, McDonald's is a way out. Give me a break, man. So put yourself in that position, Andrew. You're on the streets. You don't have a great family unit. You're sleeping in your car. And you think, okay, how do I make my life better? How do I pull myself out of what is poverty? How do I survive? Do I go work at McDonald's for seven fifteen an hour? Or do I go to the local Y or go to the local track and try to make my way out that way? Because when you take option number two, which is the athletic option, you can finally provide for not just you, but your family. And God bless all the single moms and single husbands out there and people who are just trying to put things together and do. You can't be a single husband, I guess, right? Single mothers, single fathers out there who work at McDonald's and work two jobs and try to string things together. God bless them. But if you have the option, it's not an option. Ask any of them if they'd rather try their hand in football than in frying. I think they're going to say football. It's not a choice. So I actually do have sympathy for the players. And just because they're a form of your entertainment, Andrew, and mine as well, doesn't mean that I just view them as the ball. I don't look at Antonio Brown as something that's integral to the game, like the field and a ball, and I don't care if it gets torn up. I don't care if a ball gets deflated. I don't care if turf gets chewed up. I do care if Antonio Brown gets hurt. Maybe I'm just a nice guy that way, but I wish we all felt that way. Half that segment was good. Half that segment was bad. You be the judge of which half was which. Coming up next... 
Jeff Capel is going to make a good decision here, it looks like, in terms of an assistant coach hire. We'll get to that. And my God, this guy's in a perfect win-win situation. No lose, baby. It's the Crowley Show.